from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. Um, today's show is going to be what we're going to call a, a mini pod. It's, which means shorter. So <laughs> yes. th- these are on the fly. So. Exactly. So um, the point of our mini pods is just that if there's something kind of weighing on our hearts or minds, we just want to talk it through um, in the hopes that we get our message across to you or encourage you to do something that you may not have done in a while as it relates to your health and fitness. The um, We struggle a lot in business mm-hmm. and with... Um, are we giving people not just value anymore? It's just not the, the consumer transaction. Do people get what they pay for? Right. Um, this, this show in particular is put together to give value to those that we may never even meet. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this isn't about um, cost value. This is about can you take action on something that might save your life or extend your life or somebody that you care about? Yep. So when we're looking at value, the longer shows, they've got more of a specific outcome. Mm-hmm. We always try to give something actionable that someone can take away after hearing us in our diatribe. Right. Um, but the areas that we struggle, we want to start sharing with you guys just a little bit more. Um, being fit mm-hmm. has its own challenges. Um, being in the fit business presents a lot more challenges. It's not just about looking the part it's about living the part and when we try to um overlay our what we've learned and we want to imprint you guys with things that you can do that'll make your life better Mm -hmm. even at the risk of maybe not being popular yeah we're going to share it okay so this is we had something that happened um recently and it's been on our our minds and our hearts and just interacting with clients from time to time and you know Jenny and I are talking back and forth we kind of lost our way here in the last week or two right um, we are involved in a business coaching group and we've got people that own other gyms that we interact with regularly that um, we support each other mostly it's business and mm-hmm. tactics and strategies and there was a, a post that went up this week and it was it just it rocked me and when we were talking i'm going to read this thing word for word and then um this guy's post i'm going to his name's scott um where he is and what he does and specifically he owns a gym so we'll leave it at that and the conditions around this and the context doesn't matter because it's just an event that happened of course um but once you hear this um it should it's gut-wrenching yeah and it's it's enough of a fear factor that Everyone that I've talked to about this, because like I said, it impacted me. It's drawn my attention off of what I'm supposed to even be doing from day to day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me read this, and then Jen, I'll get your thoughts on it. Okay. Um, so Scott put this post up. It was on April Fool's Day. It was not a joke. Um, oh. He writes, the worst thing imaginable just happened at the gym. A 50-year-old police officer, member for a couple years, had a heart attack, and another member called 911 and did CPR on him until the ambulance got there. He didn't make it. I got there about five minutes after it all started, and her and I were switching off for about two minutes, and then the ambulance got there. I'm in shock right now, and I'm waiting at the hospital for this guy's wife to show up. I don't know what to say to her. And there's a couple things. One, this person, if you dissect this or unpack it a little bit, this person's been at the gym for a couple years. 
doing fit things with fit people in a community where the guy was probably thinking he was good to go. Oh yeah. And, um, well, what's your first thought? Oh gosh, this one's, it's getting me even worse today. We've been talking about this, um, over the last couple of days and I think I'm usually one where things kind of hit me later and I just, I'm absolutely in shock and it makes what we do so much more important as, you know, even as I, as I thought. So it's like, I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed and I can't, um, I picture it being our gym and I picture it being us losing someone and it, yeah, it's (laughs) someone that's close to your community. So this is someone that's in your culture. And so now we'll, we'll, this isn't about us. It's about this guy, but it's, it's personal to us because we've got people that are up in age in our gym. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a few years from 50. Mm -hmm. Um, all of our friends are older. We've got friends that have, you know, they've, they've had cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. they've had heart attacks, they've had aneurysms and they've had stroke, they've had strokes, they've had things that have happened. And as you get older, you start hearing about it more and more. And this is what probably every generation goes through around that midlife time. (laughs) But what you start realizing is it's not just that things are happening. It's things that are happening to people you care about. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to start looking and just go self-evaluation. Where am I at? Right. And because when I hear this stuff, it's like, what was this guy not doing in his life? Because the gym owner, he's at our level, mm-hmm. provides a good service, has a good community, engages his people. Right. And the fact that this guy was part of his community for years means that something, whether it was just a desire or a doctor saying, it's time to hit a gym. I mean, he had been there. It wasn't like this guy walked in off the street that day. I mean, they had a connection. He they... probably thought he was doing everything right. Exactly. And where this ties in is it we interact with people from time to time and the fitness business is very, there's always churn in it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a high end professional relationships, they come and go, whether it's, um, trainer relationships, they come and go. And of course, client relationships come and go. Mm-hmm. And when we were interacting with some clients recently, the, the dialogue was, um, I'm paraphrasing this. It was, Hey, you guys are great and you've helped me lose a lot of weight, but, um, my fitness is ready for the next level. And, and you know, this isn't where it's at. Right. And there was, there was more than one occasion. Somebody had kind of referred to us as a fat gym, right? Not saying that the people in it were fat. They were saying that this is where heavy people go to lose the weight. And then when you want to take it to the next level, you go somewhere else, right. which is a, a ridiculous statement on its own. Anyway, it's a freaking gym, uh, it, right? So the hardship I had at the moment, and this is what I feel guilty for myself and for, you know, Jenny and I, as we put this business together, when we first started getting into fitness, it was about getting a six pack. Mm -hmm. It was about speed, agility, balance. It was about, um, I spent a fair amount of time with Tony Horton Mm -hmm. and to see a 50 year old man do things that I in my thirties could not do. I was like, that is a measure of strength. Right. I mean, the, the dude lives the lifestyle. He preaches what he, um, what he practice, says, yeah. I mean, preaches what he practices. Mm-hmm. And, and when we opened the gym, that was the mindset. It's mm-hmm. like, everyone wants to have a lean appearance. Everybody wants to be healthy. Right. And as we progressed through the years, we started paying more attention to cool. You look good. Mm-hmm. What's your blood work say? Mm-hmm. How are you sleeping? How do you feel? Um, are you stressed out more often than not? What's your blood pressure? What's your cholesterol? 
And we had conversations when it was a smaller sect of people. We had more conversations because we interacted with them more and more. Right. We interacted with them more and more. And now the, f- the fitness, and I see this industry-wide, fitness has gotten perverted. Mm-hmm. The, ro- the role of fitness now is mostly focused on the aesthetics. Yes. People walk into a gym for two reasons. I want to look good or my doctor sent me. Mm-hmm. When the doctor sends you, you're out of options. Right. They say if you don't make if you don't have an intervention moving forward, you're you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. They show up typically pretty deconditioned, no real formal meal structure, nutrition strategy, um, very close if not already on prescription meds. Mm-hmm. Those folks would do anything to trade positions with the people that are just walking in looking for aesthetics, right? Because the aesthetics, you have time, you have options. The doctor didn't send you exactly. Um, so the conversations we were having with these clients that were, um, heading out, you guys are great and all, but, but, but I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about this anymore. And because that you and I were having conversations about, you know, Hey, do we need to shift? You know, what should we be, what's the lesson here? What are we learning? And then you hear about stuff like this guy, all right, that the, this gym owner, Scott posted, it has emboldened me to double down on what we started. You better believe it. Um, I'm not concerned about how much you can snatch or what your bicep curl number is. I mean, those or how many jumping jacks you can do in a minute. doesn't matter. (laughs) So if you want to, um, you want to focus on what's important, you need to look at everything inside and out. You better believe it. If you think because you're showing up at a gym every day that you are not at high risk for a health event like this guy, you're nuts. Your genetics has already predetermined how you're going to check out Mm -hmm. it's already mapped out okay genetics we've talked about it genetics genetics load the gun your behaviors pulls the trigger Mm -hmm. i have heart disease in my family my lifestyle will absolutely put me in the ground sooner if i don't respect what my genetic predisposition is right do you think in the moment of a heart attack anyone is going to give a crap about walking on their hands no no and you know it's crazy? Nobody in your life in that moment is going to be like, you know what? Brian was such an athlete that, oh my gosh, I remember when he got his first muscle up. <laughs> right. Like nobody. <laughs> Do you remember when he, he hit that big snatch that day? Exactly. You know, man, he was, what a guy that he exactly. was. Um, so we're coming at this to say... Um, the priorities need to be in alignment with your life goals. Yes. Life goal number one, longevity. Yes. Uh, life number two, you're old. Don't be stuck in a wheelchair or in a bed. Right. What good's living to 80 if you can't walk up and down well, the street? Especially if it is within your control. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it is simply, and we talk about diabetes all the time, if it's something that is manageable simply by your weight, manage your weight so that if you have kids who then have kids, you want to be grandma who is running around faster than mom and dad even can. Of course. Like the limiting belief now is in, we touched on it when you talked earlier was people always, they, they say, I, I I know I don't have a lot of time, but they don't behave like they don't have a lot of time. And I don't think a lot of people actually believe that. I think it's, you know, they go into something like a gym and you know, they make it through a 60 minute workout or a 30 minute workout or whatever it is. And they're like, oh yeah, but you, you just don't know. And I, I don't mean to sound morbid, but 
you really you really don't know. You've got if you're not thinking long term, everyone is all about their financial investment. They're mm -hmm. all about hitting retirement and having the money right. to live a lifestyle that, you know, somewhat mimics where they are today. Mm -hmm. The difference is your health won't be there like it is today. Exactly. They invest in their they invest in their um their monetary future, but mm -hmm. they don't invest in their physical future. Right. And to do that, a full investment, it's not just your workouts. It's your nutrition. It's your um, regular checkups. Right. It is identifying your greatest risks with the doctor and doubling down on them. Yes. If you know you have cancer risks, you have to get more screenings. Mm -hmm. If you know you have heart disease, you might have to do a little bit more than just cholesterol numbers. Yes. I mean, you've got to go deeper than that. Um, we're starting an initiative at our place. Um, we're, it's, we're kind of loose naming it HealthQuest, but uh, our, the initiative is going to be for April is to know your numbers. Mm -hmm. And this is to encourage and motivate people to go to the doctor. Right. And go get your fasting blood work, find out your hormone levels, find out your cholesterol, your blood sugar, everything that's within your control, and take action on it. Watch what's going to happen to you versus hitting weights or speed on a run or time miles under a run. Right. Because marathoners are dropping all the, all the time, too. Another friend of ours, um, a lady recently passed. <sighs> uh, she was a marathon runner, and she had a heart attack in the shower. Right. And we're talking a lifelong marathon runner. But on the inside, she was a mess. Right. And I would say, like, aside from the physical, I mean, something popping up way, way too often are um, cancers that if men and women go to the doctor and they do self exams and everything, they would have found out about them. But so that's the greatest thought of hell to me. Oh, you better believe it is to have been flagged with something. And they're like, if you'd have done screenings, yes, your chances would have been 20 fold better. Yep. And it's always funny to me. Um, I spent, you know, I just certainly don't talk to men about their appointments, but the ladies who are just, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> it. You know what? If somebody says that they enjoy their lady appointments, that's right. That's a lie. But to just know that you're okay, isn't it kind of worth it? I mean, I'm sure the men's exams aren't exactly amazing either, but to just know you're okay. So you're talking about the 40 and overs. Yes. You know, the, the prostate exams, the colonoscopies, which, by the way, you have to double down on more if there's a history. Yep. Um, a lot of times it comes down to people are like, well, my, my doctor, my health insurance doesn't pay for the screenings until I'm 45. Then you come out of pocket. Yes. Yes. Be responsible. Yes. You don't want to spend $1,000 on a breast exam because you're not 43 yet. Then exactly. you go pay for it. Exactly. Guess how much stage four cancer costs? I can't even. Well, besides your life. I mean, the scary thing with that is, is if you've got a family and you decide to ignore things and you unfortunately pass, those medical bills don't go away. That's right. Nice. So your family's stuck with them and then they don't have you. Nice work. We're downers. No, it's not a downer. <laughs> this is why we got into the business. Okay. Yes. And I want you, Jenny wants for you to have longevity. Mm-hmm. To be there longer than you could have ever planned. Yep. Um, when people, we touched on this also, but I'm, I'll bring it back into here because I think it's relative. When people start a fitness program or a nutrition program, they initially see there's a sticker shock where they lose 20%. They see a 20% overall improvement in everything. Mm -hmm. um, that's a loose number, but their cardiovascular improves, mm -hmm. their metabolic improves, their physical appearance improves, their body weight goes down, and they're like, this is it. If this is all it takes to get fit, I've only been doing this for six weeks. Right. What the heck have I been waiting for? After those six weeks or eight weeks, things slow down. Mm -hmm. 
okay, because you've just come out of a cesspool of a lifestyle to something clean, your body's going to reward you for it. The next reward, that next 1%, it comes over time. Right. It's discipline and repetition. It's doing the boring, eating the crappy, boring meals, living the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's only over time that your body rewards you more and more. The body's going to pay out, but not like that first time you pulled the, the handle on the slot machine. And you're like, this is it. I'm going to play this all the time. It doesn't work that way. 10 years of 1% gains, you're going to live a good life. Yes. But a start and stop. Three months on, two months off. One month off, two months off. Mm -hmm. And the idea is now you've gained and lost weight so much, you could possibly be worse off than when you started. Absolutely. You have to stay the course. Right. Okay. The and boring. It is boring. <laughs> What's the word? Mundane. 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 It's mundane. And, you know, when your Stinky. lifestyle is the same food every day, <laughs> we, we play around a little bit. But again, with me, I make choices based on my family history. Yes. Um, I know I can't do stupid all year round. Right. I can be stupid three or four times a year. Yes. And we are. With, and I get it, but <laughs> <laughs> I make up for it. But within that year space, there should only be three or four times when you're like, ooh, that was a little too much. Exactly. And they last a week or two. And I think it's just for us. I mean, it's just the realization. And I wish that I would have had this mindset in my 20s. I honest to God do. You and me both. Um, But it's what you want out of life. And I especially knowing for you, your history, you guys don't have longevity. My history, even though we kind of go out a little bit rough, we live a long time. I want, I want to encourage and support you so that in the hopes that we can break this, I w I'd love for us to both live into our eighties. I think it'd be awesome. That'd be, my biggest fear is punching out at the Sweeney's expire. We, we have a, our expiration date is not long, but the idea that you're going to be left with a much bigger chunk of life to manage and live on your own mm -hmm. and not have, um, the, the, the life that we've built oh, yeah. available to you. So to me, that seems selfish to not try to be there. Oh yeah. And I, I, as always with everything in life, I think it's such a personal choice. My hope is that people are encouraged to try to adopt the practice themselves to, to want to, I hope I am still in the gym in, in my eighties. Oh yeah. Like I hope, you know, I hope that I will always keep the healthy practices that we're doing always. I hope that I keep up my physicals always. Like it's just everything that we can do to help not only the longevity of life, but to, to go out like an athlete, bring it. That's a good point. Okay. So the last thing, um, and it kind of plays into the situation that we have just in our, in our culture and, mm -hmm. you know, the Western side here, the Western world, um, the obesity rate still hovers between 67 and 70%. Mm -hmm. People that identify as overweight or obese. Mm -hmm. Um, we talked about this on the other show, the number of toddlers and adolescents, um, once an adolescent passes through puberty, if they are carrying a ton of weight, that becomes their blueprint. Okay, so now we're not just talking about you taking care of yourself. And again, you don't want to take care of yourself. You're being selfish. You end up dropping short on your family because of you know poor health maintenance. But when you're passing on the traits that are putting you at risk, when you pass those on to your kids, um, remember they got the same genetic history as you. Right. Um, you're you're building that into them, but. It's worth a little bit of pain now to get them on the right track. Definitely. If they are overweight when they head into puberty, 
it's locked in. That becomes their blueprint. They will never get rid of those fat cells. Right. They're permanent, um, which means if you're struggling with weight your whole life, your kid is going to struggle with weight their whole life, which is going to, we go back into those preventable diseases, that right. whole list of stuff. Um, so the obligation one is take care of your family, take care of those that you love and explain to them why it's important and why your unique family history is should be respected. Absolutely. The next one are the gyms. With a 70% overweight or obese rating uh, across the board in the United States, explain to me how gyms that have 4,000 members, there aren't transformation walls. Mm-hmm. There aren't a, there's not a history of these people's blood results went down. Right. These, the, here's our, here's our wall, the cholesterol wall. That sounds kind of stupid, but um, <laughs> yeah. all, all these people came off medications this month. Right. All these people came off meds. All these people here that were on preventative type two diabetes, they're off their meds or their meds are so reduced now that they're not really doing much. Mm-hmm. These gyms, the bigger gyms, they don't have the flexibility or the personnel to care about what goes on inside of you. Right. They're playing to the aesthetics. Yes. How do I look? Yes. You look good in a coffin. Right. Make sure you look good. Exactly. It's not what it's about. Do you think it's not by design that you burn a thousand calories on a treadmill and you walk out and have a 2000 calorie shake and meal on the way out the door mm-hmm. or that there's a bar? Mm-hmm. They're trying to sell you that all inclusive lifestyle of a vacation. Exactly. Year round. Yep. When we talked about the three or four times a year that I'm stupid, it's on vacation. Right. It's my four days a year, a couple times a year, four times at a trip, where it's just like, I'm not going to do my boring. I'm not boring this time. I'm just going to have fun. And I pay for it. Oh, yeah. But my lifestyle auto-corrects me back. Yep. I would, I would just be mindful of where you choose to go to see what's actually being celebrated. Is it the celebration of, you know, the class size or that somebody hit a personal record or is it somebody that said, Hey, by the way, did you know that, uh, Jane Doe went off of her, you know, diabetes medication, her, she's no longer to risk for, she's not a statin or anything. Exactly. That, you know, I would just, just be mindful of what matters. Uh, yes. Yep. And I'm saying again, at the, the end of our lives, nobody cares what you deadlifted. It's a fact, man. It's be, be an inspiration for, um, your spouse. If you're married, uh, your significant other boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, dad, kids, um, encourage all of them to do things like get physicals to be active to, I, you know, we've talked about before, like the, the cheat meal and the diet and stuff, and you're against it and I'm for it, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but talk about why, you know, why you want to pick a fruit over a candy bar or, you know, they're both sweet, yeah. both have sugar. They're just a little bit different. Um, but just educate yourself, share the knowledge that you learn, surround yourself with people that encourage that behavior. Exactly. That absolutely do. And I think that that goes to your gym too. And if we are known as a, a weight loss gym, weight loss typically will mean that somebody's getting healthier and that their blood panels are going to come back right. You know what? I'm okay with it. It's not derogatory. No. And I initially I took that as like, no, I'm not. I'm a hardcore strength centered guy. No, I'm extending lives. Exactly. 
And every day that comes in and I'm helping extend somebody's life, that's my mission. Exactly. It's so easy to get off track. I know. But it was, I think, I'm actually glad that we've had the conversations lately that have made us kind of stop back and think, you know, oh my gosh, we're doing, we're doing everything wrong. And then when we sit through and we get to talk it out, we realize we're doing a lot right. We're doing we're mostly not perfect, right. We're doing mostly right. But we're, I'll take it. If somebody says the only thing you did was get me off meds or the only thing you did was extend my life score, or the, or the only thing you did for my teen was develop some confidence, I will take it. It matters day. most. You better believe it. Okay. So we actually have a Beyond the Dumbbells Facebook page. <laughs> we don't do much on it. <laughs> we, we, we got, we got, we're, all, we're over the place. We're scatterbrained. We may but, have a um, picture up there or something. So... What I'm going to offer is um, we're doing T-shirts in our gym. If you're mm-hmm. a small gym owner, I'm, we're encouraging you to do something like this in your own gym. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Pick a 30-day period. Encourage all your people to go out and get checked. Um, the incentive is we're going to give T-shirts to our members that in this month, they go out and they get their blood work done and their physical, full physical workup. Yep. Um, it needs to be a full. Okay, so don't just go get blood work and run out. It needs to be everything. <laughs> get everything checked. Um we're not HIPAA compliant, so don't go posting any kind of goofy medical secret <laughs> stuff up there. But um, if you can post your stats as far as just your cholesterol went down Definitely. or I got my check, you get your evaluation. When you get done with your blood work, usually if everything's good, the doctor says, nice job, see you in a year. Yep. You know, Grab a snapshot of that out of your wellness portal and we'll send you a t-shirt. Yep. Um, I'm going to cap it at 50, mm-hmm. uh, but you let's for fun... You've got to post it on the Beyond the Dumbbells Facebook page. I love it. I think we've got like 100 people that like it. That's okay. We don't push it. But um, come out there and put it up there and we'll send you a t-shirt. Yes. And please, just like B said, uh, we're not HIPAA compliant. Please don't <laughs> include your name, your address. Don't include anything. We're definitely going to need your name. You're, it's just well, when uh, on the thing with, I should have said your name with your address. Message that to us. There you exactly. go. Don't post it on the thing. <laughs> um, okay. Super groovy. Again, this was a short one, um, but it touches to the heart of everything we're trying to do in fitness. Mm -hmm. Everything we ever do or ever talk about boils down to this. What are your numbers? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. No, it was a good, it was good to end on a positive note. Yeah. Post, post your pics. We Post want to your see numbers. It, guys. Don't include your address. I'm going to drive that one home. <laughs> if you do, I'm going to send you bad things. All right, guys, we love you. Um, thank you for everything. Thanks for the support. Um, if you know someone that needs to hear this, this is a good one to share. Definitely. All right, guys, we will get talk your physical. to you. Get your stuff, get your notes, know your numbers. All right, guys, talk right. to you later. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.